Ladies and gentlemen, this is WTBR 89.7 FM, Pittsfield's Community Radio, and you're listening to Stuff, a show about tips, hints, hacks, a joke or two. Listen in every Thursday morning. Here we go. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Stuff, the show that talks about, well, Stuff, lots of stuff. And I am here today, Lynn Arsenault, with Bev Prentice, who's actually on her way. She's going to come in our driveway on two wheels. And it's weird not having her, but I have Matt Tucker here with me. Hi. Uh, uh, I'm, not, I'm not a normal stuffy. I, I'm just here in the corner making sure the buttons go. So so this morning because Bev is a little, running a little bit late, I go in, I drag Matt in here and he is ready. How did you do that in 30 seconds? Um it it's a it's a <laughs> WTBR and PCTV thing. <laughs> and we are WTBR 89.7 FM and we have a surprise this morning. So we're usually a recorded show and you listen to us every Thursday morning at 8:30. And this morning we are live, and we have a guest, and we're going to be having a call-in show, so you can call our guest anytime during the next hour at 413-445-5943, and our guest is Tom Cooney, physical therapist. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Tom. How are you? Oh, great this morning. Good, good. So we wanted to have Tom on because we thought that physical therapy was a good thing to talk about because people don't usually talk about physical therapy or even know about physical therapy until they need physical therapy. Physical therapy. So Tom Cooney, DPT, CERT. That's a, that's short for? Well, DPT stands for Doctor Doctorate of Physical Therapy. So People today who graduate from physical therapy school, colleges, um, would have to have seven years of training, and they would graduate with what they refer to as a doctorate in physical therapy. So the credentials now are DPT at the end of your name for anybody who graduates. Back way back when, when I graduated in 1979, don't do the math. <laughs> uh, we were referred to as BSPT, Bachelor of Science. Then, as the years went on, they increased it to a master's program. So some PTs were BSPT, MSPT. And then, in the year 2000, they increased it again and uh, increased the number of years you have to go. So they turned it into a DPT. So really, most people out there today who are physical therapists, not all, but many, uh, are, are DPTs. And uh, I am too because I just kept on doing the educational thing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm a DPT, graduate of Ithaca College, and, uh, and have always loved my job. And you graduated from Russell Sage College. Yeah, so like College. I said, along the way, you have to keep on doing that continuing education program. So I got my master's at Russell, what used to be called Russell Sage. Now it's the Sage Colleges. And then... Um, 
I also got my doctorate at Sage Colleges, so the DPT done there, the bachelor's done at uh, Ithaca. And you are the co-owner of Physical Therapy Associates in Berkshire Physical Therapy and Wellness. Yes, we have a private practice here in the Berkshires and over on the other side of the hill in New York State in the Tri-City area. So over there we're called Physical Therapy Associates of Schenectady. And then over here in the Berkshires, we're called Berkshire Physical Therapy and Wellness. We have three offices, one in Lenox across the street from the Arcadia shop there in Lenox Fit. We have an office on William Street next to the Eye Doctor, 740 William Street, and we're inside the Dalton CRA. And we've been there for, well, all three of those offices, we've been around for about 28 years in the Berkshires. It's nice to have all those different offices to be able to serve all those different areas of Berkshire County. Yeah, and that's my quiz for you and Bev this morning. You get oh, quizzes no, no. when you come to physical <laughs> therapy, and Bev joined us, which is good. Uh, thank you, finally. But yes. I got a quiz for you guys because when you come into physical therapy, yes. um, usually we have a quiz that we hang. And so I thought to myself, huh, for the listener out there in the Berkshires, if you're driving around today, how many places can you name as you drive by that have a physical therapist sort of inside that building? Oh, oh. I'd say at least so as Lynn dozen. said, you know, sometimes we don't think about physical therapy mm-hmm. until you need it. You know, you crash skiing or you're getting mm-hmm. an automobile accident or you slip and fall on the ice. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden you get to see me uh, or any of our workers. But when you drive around the community, there's many buildings that have PTs inside. Let's name a few. Crossroads. <laughs> Crossroads. And guess who's there? Uh, is that where you that's are? That's me. That's Crossroads. Crossroads okay. PT. So, yep, there's physical therapists in the B, what we call BARC, BCARC programs. Mm-hmm. And Crossword, uh, Crossroads has uh, a PT there, and that just happens to be me. But how about other places? Well, you mentioned the Dalton Community Center. Dalton CRA, where we work. We have about three or four other physical therapists that work inside the Dalton CRA. So those are outpatient facilities. So... Uh, along with BCRC, there's one. And then outpatient facilities, which are sprinkled throughout the Berkshires, not just our group, but lots of really good PETs who work in and around the area. Down there by the, the, the new food place. The, the new Taco Bell? Yeah. No, it's not. Is it a Taco Bell? Uh, the new food place? and, and the, um, the one right next well, to that's it, where the Bark, place. That's where Bark is. No, but isn't there another building there? Like, like if you got oh, that's, an emergency, that's urgent you can care. go in. That's urgent care, Would but no, no PTs there. <gasps> Shame no on PTs. Them. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like we're gonna have to make a call. <laughs> no, yeah, I'll, I'll get in touch with them later today. But Wait. urgent care, you're not incorrect. Urgent care could, uh, if they wanted to, uh, hire a physical therapist. And then when people came in with injuries, let's say you hurt your back or neck, you could have a PT there. So some urgent cares do that. That one doesn't. Uh, uh, The hospital. Crane. I'll help you guys along because it's early. I was going to say the hospital. The hospital. That's in the the crane center. Not only the inpatient at the hospital, but the outpatient because outpatient is located on the fifth floor there. I believe it's the fifth. What about um, Senior so Citizens House? S- 
Um, so yes, um, and my any house? type of well, nursing. <laughs> my, my, you're talking about my house, exactly. So you're saying nursing homes and rehab centers, yes. which are sprinkled throughout. Yeah. So I'm you're sorry, doing good. Come, you're getting the points. I haven't come Hospital, down yet. So nursing homes, the crossroads. Are there the physical outpatient. therapists at any of the schools? Do you do yes. anything at the good schools? Good job, Lynn. Oh. I'm putting you down for a point. I did bring lollipops. I, I'm happy. I like their tootsie Lolly. rolls. I like the the chocolate in the center. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, school-based physical therapy. So a therapist or two will travel around to the schools and any of the kids who need some type of physical therapy intervention. So some people just make their careers out of going to the schools. Uh-huh. What about some businesses like UCP? Good job. Oh, what about Excellent. the senior center? The senior centers don't employ them, but um, like I'm going to give a talk to the senior center on Monday on balance, so we we can talk about balance later. But seniors always like the topic of balance. How can uh-huh. we avoid uh-huh. falling? So what did we leave out? There's about eight places that we've left out. No, there's about eight places in total. You guys have done pretty good. You got most of them. We did the nursing homes and the rehab centers. One in the area here would be. Uh, Berkshire Community College because they That's have a physical therapy assistant program and wouldn't that you would go under physical therapy. That would be my teach. point. <laughs> that would be my award because I said schools and schools covers. Uh, you're continuing the, education, you're, you were you were lumping them all in. Uh, yeah. I lumped. Okay. I well, anyways, BCC has PTs there that teach the very good physical therapy assistant program that we have. So and MCLA then would. and then industry. Um, will oftentimes call physical therapists in to do ergonomics. And some businesses, Pittsfield's a sort of a smaller area, but when you get in larger cities, there's companies like General Electric and uh, like Frito-Lay, Disney World. So here's an interesting thing. When I was vacationing many years ago, I went for a jog, and I said to my family, because we were living, you know, we got one of the hotels on site, uh-huh. and I go, I know they have a physical therapy department on site here for Goofy and Donald Duck and all the rest of them, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to go for a jog, and I'm going to find it. So I did. I started jogging around, and all of a sudden, I saw this building that was brick, kind of small, and looked relatively medical. So I went in, and sure enough, it was a PT department like ours in Pittsfield. And uh, I believe the physical therapist's last name was Ruffner, but I sat down with her for a few minutes. And, uh, you know, I was teasing her because I said, what do you treat, Goofy and Donald Duck? And she said, yes. Yes. Um, We do because they have to wear those really big uniforms. Yes. And she said the headpieces strain people's necks. Yes. And they have to wear it all day. They do take breaks. Yeah. And then she told me that I think the number is correct, that 40,000 people actually work at Disney World in Florida. So they have an on-site physical therapy group that just treats the Disney employees. So that would be an example of there are physical therapists that work in business. And our company also works in a business over in Schenectady. We work in the General Electric system, and they have a medical clinic. They actually have a couple. And so we have a physical therapist there who works full-time. So companies will hire a physical therapist for what? To prevent injuries or to do ergonomics like the studio that we're sitting in. Sometimes companies will call you in and they'll say, some of our people have been saying they have back pain or neck pain, and you would ergonomically set this up so that we have less of that. So that's called ergonomics and work-related physical therapy things. So really, as I counted them out, it was about eight places uh, when you drive around 
That's what I kind of do I'll, when I drive by a building. I go, oh, there's a physical therapist in there, which drives my family Don't crazy. Don't we all do that? Yeah, 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 I thought everybody did it. Yeah. Uh, that's why I ride alone a lot. So you're also a, a, a certified personal trainer. Yeah, along the way. I mean, physical therapy obviously is exercise and movement and trying to get your function back. So a lot of PTs, uh, as we go through our little add to your resume things, you you add some things. So, yeah, I became a personal trainer and a spin bike person. I saw that. And And racquetball instructor. I I became a racquetball instructor because I like that sport so much. So I figured I might as well teach it. And uh, those are all things that are involved with movement and exercise which which really physical therapy is wouldn't disneyland probably <laughs> she's back at Disney. no but i'm thinking isn't that kind of like torture i mean if they have somebody come in with these costumes and they know they're going to inflict injuries on them wouldn't they somehow they probably have you know you're probably right they probably have adapted because that was probably 20 years ago when i went to disney and i found that facility and uh, i believe i haven't been to disney in a long time but they probably have you know again that would be along the lines of ergonomics because how do we change those costumes around because we're getting so many injuries now i was teasing her that day saying do pluto and donald duck come in here and they (laughs) do but she was just saying that we also have many workers that just keep the facility going sure and so we have to treat them and that's why a physical therapist will get hired that's what i'm saying if if Pittsfield looked like it did years ago, uh-huh. and we had a huge Pittsfield GE here, there would be a physical therapist that works there. Um, well, just, I always wanted to be Pluto. So, that, so <laughs> it would be the size of a company, but no, if you if you own Ed's Pizza, you're not going to have a PT working there. With you <laughs> no, to keep you healthy. <laughs> you need a pretty good sized workforce. So, I did a little research to find out how did physical therapy even begin. Yeah. And and I found the, the, the according to my search that the earliest documented origins of actual physical therapy as a professional group date back to Per Henrik Ling. Does that ring a bell? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's, actually, when you oh, do yeah, the research there. on it, <laughs> what happened was, and I think maybe Dr. Ling came from uh, Dr. Sweden. Dr. Ling. Maybe he came from Sweden. But yes. what, what happened was, interestingly enough, um, Hippocrates, if you read some of his writings, um, he talked about, like in his writings, and he he wrote it so better than I could say it, but he was basically saying, okay, and back in his time, uh, in the early 1500s, he said, okay, if you have an injury, everybody, don't just sit around and lay around. And he was talking about, okay, a person has a broken leg. And I would suggest to everybody that I know we have to splint it and try to let it heal, but I would, I think we should all try to move our bodies as best we can. Otherwise, because when we watch people get injured and they don't move, right. they don't do very well. Right. And if we watch somebody who's injured and they do try to move at least the rest of their body, they mm-hmm. do good. So Hippocrates, I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, way back then Smart. and then now. And then guys like Dr. Ling that you mentioned, they came along. And I do believe he was like a Swedish physician. And he said, I think we should actually massage the injury Ooh. to increase the blood flow and then make them move. So... The early parts of physical therapy, besides the very beginning with the Greeks and the Roman baths, and then 
fast forwarding to like the Dr. Ling era where they said, I think like our gymnasts do really well. People who are gymnasts in our country, if they get an injury, they massage their injury and then they try to keep themselves moving. So the earliest parts of physical therapy were really based on a background of gymnastics, physical education for what it was at the time, and then massage. That so helps you to stop getting fat too. This is true. Because Stiff you're moving. And fat. Yeah. Yeah, you're moving. Because we're sitting yeah. so much. And if we lose weight, our muscles might feel better. Well, I, you know what? Is Tom here? <laughs> <laughs> so you, you really nailed it because he was the founder of the Royal Central Institute of Gymnastics. Oh, yeah. And that was back in 1813 when we were just babes. I was, telling my, I was telling my wife, I said, I'm... Well, you're I'm, still a babe. Well, not you, but you. <laughs> originally, they called us, here's a bad, a bad... My wife said, don't say that. Oh, uh, yeah. oh no, oh, uh, no. Should I not say it? Say it, say it. No, say it. She said, I don't say you. that. I dare you. I go, because they're going to ask me about the history of physical therapy. And I no. go, in the beginning with the gymnastic people, oh, they yeah. called us uh, medical rubbers because we were rubbing people. <laughs> yeah. She goes, don't say it. I go, uh, they're going to say, say it. I knew I liked uh, your wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't say it. Um, I did. So there, there was a woman. Because we were deep tissue massaging and really uh, uh-huh. go as far as we are now at 2022, and it helps to sort of deep tissue massage an injury mm-hmm. if it's appropriate and mm-hmm. get the circulation going and then stretch the muscles out. So Dr. Ling and his beginning people with that that's how they started then they just kept on educating people more towards the line of physical education gymnastics and eventually um we had a gal here in america named mary mcmillan and in the yeah yeah we had a, ga- a gal here in America named Mary McMillan. You're She's actually me. from Boston. I did this research. She wants to be the smart I'm gonna one. get him. <laughs> and Mary McMillan was on my list because I wanted to know what part woman, women, a woman oh my played. So interesting about that is that probably almost all the way up to 1970, uh, I would say the field was probably dominated by women and Mary McMillan. Cool. So Mary McMillan was hired by the United States government at Walter Reed Hospital. And her job was to, they enlisted her and they said, it's 1917 and we're gonna have all these war injuries mm-hmm. and the physicians can't keep up mm-hmm. and we don't need a nurse and we don't need necessarily a physician to set the fractures and to do surgery. We need somebody to actually rehabilitate these people and we don't have a profession. She was a phys ed person who was also a little bit of nursing, and she had educated herself on the Swedish program, and she had been living in England, studying amongst people who were trying to help rehabilitate injuries, and coming off of the Civil War, we had nobody like this. So in 1917, we had hundreds and thousands of young men who had injuries and were now are coming back home and trying to get back into society. So mm-hmm. our government at Walter Reed Hospital started a program, what they called Reconstruction AIDS, mm-hmm. and eventually that term around 1917 turned mm-hmm. into 
physical therapists. I got to hand it to those doctors, those guys who mm-hmm. were, you know, all in power and important, knowing that women had this capability and, and should be asked to join the ranks and, and work in this. And so that lady that was mentioned, Mary Millen, she trained women mm-hmm. at her program and gave them like a, a uniform, a, a patch that said you were a physical therapist, reconstruction aide. And then they went to certain parts of the United States where the war injured were coming from, mm-hmm. amputees, gunshot wounds, and they were put in charge of, okay, the physician has turned the client, the patient over to you, and uh, you've got to get them better. We no longer want an injured person coming back from war and then not getting back into society. Right. So it was World War I that really made this happen. But the Dr. Ling guys and all the people that came before had also worked with injuries uh, throughout Europe and, and were sort of building a background of, if someone got injured, how would you actually get them back to doing what they're doing? And not, they're not just going to you know, be put away and uh, they have an injury and they can't do anything. Um, and that also combined, there's another profession, occupational therapy. So occupational therapy and physical therapy, an occupational therapist will try to help somebody uh, get back to life with helping, adapting their home, uh, wheelchairs, mm-hmm. going back to work, getting your clothes on, the real basics of just everyday activities. So that's why there's occupational therapy. And again, that was sort of born out through the war. And then physical therapists. And way back in that time frame, an occupational therapist and a physical therapist would work hand-in-hand in in a hospital setting to try to help these uh, injured war heroes coming back. And, of course, then after that, after World War I, uh, we had other things that just continued to make our profession, whether it was polio or Mm. World War II. And as I was telling Lynn before we went on the air, uh, in the 1970s, all of a sudden, sports was on TV. Big time. Yeah, so now you saw physical therapists actually in the, in the background. You know, you'd have your injured sport hero, right. but then they'd be rehabilitating with uh, a physical therapist who's on the team. Somebody who knows how to massage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I so I know that physical therapy is all that you just talked about. Is there any time when you can diagnose a physical uh, a hidden physical ailment through physical therapy, where you say, "Hey, something doesn't seem right here because of what I'm observing as a physical therapist," but it's not a diagnosis that would be a physical therapy diagnosis. Yeah. Ooh, so something that lady. yeah, good question, and that happens all the time and. So from the very beginning, 1917, a physical therapist profession built so that you're helping the attending physician. So that really hasn't changed because it's 2022, and if someone comes into my office for physical therapy, let's say that they um, had an injury where they hurt their back, mm-hmm. uh, they, they were shoveling snow and they strained their back, they saw their family physician, they sent them to physical therapy, and you're evaluating them, taking a history, treating them, but also you see something that just doesn't add up with their injury. Mm-hmm. And so you contact the attending physician and you say, then this doesn't more. seem to be within the scope of what we're doing. Could you recheck them? Could you get another x-ray or an MRI? Mm. Um, is, is there further tests and measures that may be necessary? So by the time they get to physical therapy, it usually is a known problem, whatever you've got. But other times there might be a, what we call a red flag. 
something you see. And yeah, so they're hoping <coughs> that we screen people uh, so that that's part of our job. We're screening patients who come in and if something doesn't fit, then we're contacting the, the people. And Good every once question. in a while you do find something that doesn't fit. Mm -hmm. Kudos to you, lady. That was good. Hey, first of all, he is my physical therapist. And second of all, I did not do any research. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can I can tell you that he has he has fixed me several times, and I, I don't say several times because it didn't work. I have an ongoing chronic issue from a car accident. Yeah, but um, I haven't had issues for. Quite and a while. Doing good. Um, yeah. And it's usually a daily kind of thing, but the the thing is that well, I, I always feel always no pain, no gain. So when I when I oh go to gosh, see Tom no. and he works on my hip, it's it's a it's a it's a welcoming discomfort. <laughs> well, so so <laughs> you're me, you're that's me, kind of an me. example that. <laughs> Most people, again, you started by saying that most people don't know what physical therapy is, but if you think about a physical therapist is a musculoskeletal expert, so we know about the muscles, bones, joints, and if someone has an ailment and they go to see their family physician, the family physician is not going to have the time to basically really totally listen to what's going on. They do, but we have more time as PTs to basically take a look at, okay, your hip is bothering you. Let's see the range of motion of your hip. Let's see, maybe there's something going on in your knee. Is this a back problem? Oh, this and leads right into my question okay, for you. Okay, good. Do you mind? No! Okay, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I broke both ankles, not in the same time, but... Right. Over, over the course and, of time. And one is fine, and the other gives me agony. They gave me medication for it. Are there any kinds of exercises or treatments that you can do to go without having to take something? Yeah. I mean, how old were the injuries? Is it like five years ago, ten oh, years ago? Oh, it was about maybe a dozen. About 12 years ago, over a stretch of time, you had two different types of ankle injury so you're like tiger woods <laughs> tiger woods has two ankle injuries so he didn't crash money. yeah um yeah and so you would go to a physical therapist and they would check the range of motion of your ankles and see how strong you were and um see what type of flexibility that you had how you're walking and give you advice on stretching and strengthening probably in your case because the injuries are a little bit older now right um and all of us have a little bit of muscular stiffness uh, and what they call, we all hate the term, but, you know, wear and tear arthritis mm -hmm. uh, based mm -hmm. on us three, our age group. We're going to have wear and tear arthritis in our joints where we had an injury. So there'll be some stiffness. So a physical therapist can show you, here's how I would stretch these ankles out. Here's some ideas about strengthening. Could that lessen the amount of medication you need uh, to take? It could. It very well could. I mean, who wants to take medication? Yeah. And again, yeah, so a physical therapist does many things, but hopefully trying to make you move better. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's movement, just like way back there, like I said, with Hippocrates. So I just want to say that today we are live on the air with our guest, physical therapist Tom Cooney. You can call with questions. Our number is 413-445-5943. And I wanted to ask you, too, um, People who are runners, is crazy. And I'm, I'm saying specifically a female runner who's an avid runner. 
Is there any damage that they can do to their bodies because of their running? Um, you know, you, I've heard in the past that women can mess up their ovaries or their, I, I don't know, anything that would happen possibly to a woman and because she's a runner. Answer, before you answer, we need to take a break. We are taking a break and, and we will so be that'll back. That'll give you time to think about I'll, it. I'll think about this and I'll come back. Okay. But thank you. Exactly is happening here. 8917 WTBR FM Pittsfield. Support for WTBR comes from Berkshire Community College. BCC provides access to higher education to everyone in Berkshire County and beyond, offering more than 50 high quality programs, small class sizes, and an affordable education to help their students of all ages achieve their dreams. At BCC, their middle name is Community. And from County Ambulance providing quality, professional, efficient medical care and medical transportation services to the citizens of Berkshire County. Online at countyamb.com. Support for WTBR comes from Greylock Federal Credit Union, proud to support high school arts and sports programs to help our community thrive. Greylock Federal, with locations throughout the Berkshires and online at greylock.org. And from BeFair. BeFair is one of the largest premier human service agencies in Berkshire County. If you're looking for services for a loved one or are interested in caring for the people we support, visit BeFair.org today for available opportunities. Oh, yes! yes. 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield. And we are back. And we are back. Our show is called Stuff. I'm Lynn. Oh, yeah, I'm Bev. <laughs> and we have a special guest today, Tom Cooney, physical therapist. And we are live today, and this is our call-in show, 413-445-5943, with your physical therapy questions. And we are getting lots and lots of feedback. Well, that was a call and didn't work. And we have the call in our headsets. We have the... You did? Oh, so I don't have to take a call. You hear that? Oh, we need to get rid of that. <laughs> we need to push it's a button. It's a busy signal. There we go. There There's is so many right questions there. that the line <laughs> we, has blocked. We, we and want we're going to have to just uh, take the questions We do want you to call texting. in, but I don't know what I'm doing here. With the calling in? Why don't you go check and we'll keep talking. Do you hear the echo? I do. What did I do? So, so... Can you hear me? Hello. Oh, we have a caller. We have a caller. There we go. We hey, are connected. Good morning, Liz and Beth and Tom. Hello. This Hello. is Marie, Liz. Oh, hi, hi, Marie. Hi, Thank good. Having... Thanks for calling. Um, great show this morning. I just want to say that I have, over the years, had to go to physical therapy on William Street for a variety of different things. And all of the therapists, well, actually, starting from the time you walk in the door to the secretary who greets you, all the way through until you leave again. It's just a very calming, relaxing um, atmosphere that's there. The physical therapists are phenomenal. They listen to you. Um, you know, they go gradually with whatever. I had a knee replacement about a year and a half ago, and um, they, were, they were just wonderful with what I had to do, how I had to do it. And you, you are, you know, just treated like 
you, they've known you for years, even though they don't. So I just want to say kudos to Tom and all of his staff there, and keep up the good work. Thank you, Marie. That's very okay, nice. Great. Hey, Marie, yeah. thanks for calling. Okay, yeah, take care. Listening to you again. Thank bye -bye. you. Bye-bye. So I, I, I agree with uh, Marie 100%. I have the same experience. Well, I didn't have a knee replacement. I go in there most of the time just for the company. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, friendly company, good <laughs> therapist, good massage, but it, it definitely, definitely works. Tom, what's the difference between chiropractic and physical therapy? I'll answer that, but I wanted to get back to that question about yeah. the runners, the female runners. Oh, yes. And, you uh, didn't answer the so female runner So in case somebody question. was out there and yes, saying, thank oh, my you very gosh, much. please, Tom, answer that. <laughs> please. You know, it's funny, these things, because we want to exercise, right, and want to keep our bodies in well. shape. And even depending upon what decade you're in, maybe it's not running, it's just plain walking. Uh -huh. Whatever we need to do in the decade that we're in to try to stay as fit as we can. And that's hard to do, but it's even harder to be out of shape. So there, there's oh, two hards I, I there. I beg to differ. And <laughs> 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 so, you know, a person who is a professional athlete or uh, is somebody who just is jogging every single day, male or female, we're going to wear our body parts down by doing things like mm -hmm. that. Maybe we could hurt our knee jogging or trip and fall. Uh, you could fall off the treadmill in your exercise facility and hurt yourself. So there's some risks that come with exercise. Um, I've heard nothing about any type of female anatomy injuries that would be different than men. So you don't have to worry about now, the internal. Now, some people, the way the good Lord built us all, um, you know, if, if somebody has uh, a vehicle that uh, the good Lord gave them that the bone structure just isn't as great as somebody else's. I think that's what makes almost a, a collegiate or a professional athlete. They just have all the parts in the right place. Mm. Uh, as here's an, a running example. Uh, many years ago when I had first graduated, a physician came into our office and he was gonna give us a talk. And he gave us a talk on runners. But he said to the group of PTs, uh, he was doing all the medical things about running, but he said, if you weigh more than 180 pounds, uh, you really shouldn't necessarily be a runner as your hobby because that's really? a lot of weight pounding. I remember sitting there, I weighed more than 180 pounds, and well, I, I run a little three? bit. Uh, you know, at the time I was younger, so I was running a little bit. And, and he said, well, uh, you're not going to be a cross-country runner weighing 180. You can run and have fun with it. And, and you could, you know, beat on your joints a little bit. So, yeah, with every exercise activity, which is good for us, um, sometimes uh, we overdo it a little bit, and uh, we could... And bother our knees a little bit as we get older with wear and tear arthritis, like I said before. So maybe you have to, through the decades, change your activity levels. Mm -hmm. uh, so how you exercise when you're in your 20s isn't going to be how you exercise when you're in your 60s and, and beyond. That's for sure. And, and the chiropractic PT question, which is uh, probably the most common question anybody would get if you're a PT. A PT is going to treat all joints because someone has knee surgery and they have uh, total hips, total knees, sports injuries, and a physical therapist is gonna be working towards rehabilitating all of those injuries. We have a commonality because chiropractors and physical therapists both treat the spine. Uh, historically, chiropractors have stayed with the spine as their main uh, treatment area of the body, and we overlap. If uh, I could take a magic wand and make the two disciplines 
one. I, I think I would, but that, that's probably an impossibility. But mm -hmm. the main difference is that they stay with the spine and we, we do the spine, but we go to all the other uh, extremities. And But there is a, definitely an overlap. You know, why? Well, if you hurt your back, um, you want to have what? You want to have less back pain mm -hmm. and you want to move better. Immediately. So whether you're a family physician, a chiropractor, an orthopedic physician, a physical therapist, and, and go through the whole the whole rest of the disciplines, neurologist, neurosurgeon. If somebody has pain somewhere, what does that person want? They want less pain. Release of And yeah. they want to move yep. better. So whoever can render that, that's why sometimes when back patients come into like our office or any PT office, um, I always will tease them because I'll say, by the time you got here, you probably saw what? You saw your family physician. You saw the orthopedic mm -hmm, physician for mm -hmm, x-rays. You mm -hmm. saw the neurologist. Mm -hmm. Maybe they sent you to a neurosurgeon. You tried a chiropractor. And now you're here in physical therapy because of your back pain. <laughs> and, you know, so, uh, and again, all those disciplines that I just mentioned, everybody's trying to minimize pain and maximize your function. And whoever can do that for you, because I have lots of questions that people will ask me. They'll say, they'll say to me, do you think acupuncture can help me? Uh, do you think this will help me? Uh, and whatever can relieve that pain for you and get you moving again is really what you're after. Right. Mm -hmm. And exactly. so whoever can render that. And all those disciplines I just mentioned, they try. Some have more time than others, and that's where we get back to physical therapy. And that's why Marie was saying she had... Uh, fun going to PT even though she didn't maybe want to have her total knee but basically we actually have more time to spend with people yeah okay all right this this isn't funny well, we usually this show is usually we're, we're laughing we're trying to make each other break <laughs> and 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 for once we're being serious folks yeah. And yeah. we're talking about something that should be of interest to almost everybody. And if you have a question, I'm going to ask you, please be patient with me, because this is the first time I've really done this on live. If you want to call in, the number is 413-445-5943. And go with the flow, because I don't know what I'm doing. Well, what, well what, we've, what we have happening is we've got people that are trying to call and it's get, they're getting a machine that says leave a message. So we're trying to fix that. And in the meantime, I'll just say that, you know, I heard that um, uh, a gingerbread man walks into a clinic and complains that his knee hurts. So the physical therapist and all his training said, have you tried icing it? <laughs> well, but a bum 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 bum, but a bum bum bum, and then I know physical therapy is practiced all over the globe, and I know in Egypt. Do you know where people go? go. <laughs> no. See what I mean? Yeah, we're having some phone. We're we're having some phone issues here. We hope to correct, but in Egypt, I think that the physical therapy therapy they would go to a chiropractor. So I thought that was pretty. Oh yeah, yeah. Chiropractor. So, Tom, what can people do? People that sit all day in an office. Yes. What can they do for their spine health? 
sit up straight like our moms and grandmothers uh, told okay. us you know, doing years that ago. That hurts. Okay. Usually if you're a physical therapist and you walk in someplace, everybody kind of starts to sit up straight. <laughs> Do they? And uh, <laughs> you see people start to change their posture a little bit <laughs> instead of slumping. And uh, even those of us who are physical therapists. So we're kind of the posture police uh, and people will straighten up. But, you know, actually that's a good question because when it comes to back pain and neck pain, it starts with posture and if we would maintain better posture and our postural muscles would so the three of us now you guys can't see us out there <laughs> we're in radio land but we're basically trying to sit up straighter and this position that us three are doing right now uh -huh. if you did this for five minutes it would you know, hurt. If you really well that's right and then so you it would slump hard. back your body would want to slump back uh -huh. and then but if you kept practicing it throughout the course of your day yeah. for weeks if you did it yeah. eventually this what we're doing us three would feel really good yeah and then this the slumping part would feel bad you know imagine you're at a local basketball game and you're sitting on the the, the bleachers that have no support. You know, when you go to a local oh, basketball those. game and now you get to sit on the wood bleachers, yeah. your body has no choice but to go like into that slumped position. Mm -hmm. And then you feel really lousy by the time you leave the game. It doesn't have to be a basketball game, but if you go to see an event and you're sitting there like this, and then you're kind of forcing yourself every once in a while to straighten up. And actually this does feel better, but like you said, Bev, only for a little bit. And then right. you want to slump again. but People with good posture will eventually, this feels really good, and then this doesn't. Huh. So if you're driving in your car or if you're at work, you know, what would you do? Try to go in and out of good postures and bad postures. It's okay to slump once in a while, but to go in and out of bad, good and bad postures is actually going to help. So that's what the three of us did right now. And then you look better. So if you want to throw cosmesis into it, if somebody was, if you're standing and doing the dishes at home or preparing to put the dishes in the dishwasher, people don't do the dishes anymore probably, but if you're doing the dishes at home and then, you know, you're tired and you're slumped and your head is forward, mm -hmm. and if your spouse looks at you from the side, yeah. is that a good look? No. You go, honey, is that a good look? No. Would you and, but then if you come again? back, Straighten if up. you come back, and you're straight and you're talking, that's a good look. You go, it's that's, attractive. It's attractive. It's hot. <laughs> it's very hot. Especially doing dishes together. Yes. Okay. That's, gonna, you, that's you, another show. It's a whole other show. We have a call. We have a call. I'm going to try and do this. Please, please be patient. Thank you very much. Hold on. All right. Okay. We're Press pushing the buttons. This button. And, then and I hello. Hi. Hello. We've got some feedback. There we go. <gasps> Hello. 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 Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, we're here with Tom Cooney. I know, but you're having, yeah, there's some issues, but that's okay. We Can hear, you hear me? We hear you now. You have Good. physical therapy issues? No. We Hi, Tom. Hi, how are you? Hi, Lynn. Hi, Hi. Bev. Hi. 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 I'm calling from sunny Florida. Nice. <gasps> nice. With a, with a couple of questions. What's sure. your question? I have, I have a question for Tom. First, good. Okay. Okay. When I gotta, I gotta take. I gotta. Yep. My turn phone. your, turn your radio. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. Radio seems like such there a '60s go. word, doesn't it? <laughs> but we are WTBR 89.7 on Pittsfield Community Radio. So, okay. Go ahead. Am I? You're on. Tom. Yeah. Hi. Hi. My favorite physical therapist, Tom. Um, 
I know this answer because I've asked you this. Um, why did you decide to um, decide on your career as a physical therapist? Yeah, uh, I was in high school and I was thinking about um, thinking about a job for myself. And I said, you know, what job? Back in those days, in in our high schools, they had those books. They were Dictionary of Occupational Titles. There weren't computers. So I found a book looking at all the professions in the United States, and I found this one called Physical Therapy. I looked into it, and it sort of combined sports, which I liked, and then the human body, which I liked, how it works. So I looked into it a little bit further, and a, a physical therapist right here in Pittsfield, Mario DiMartino, many of you know him, he allowed me to observe in his clinic when I was a high schooler, and so I thought I would have li- I liked it and uh, applied to the colleges, got in, and, and when I did graduate, I did like it. So I was trying to combine my two interests, which were sports and how the human body works. You're that's, still that's, there. You go. Go ahead. That's really awesome. Can I ask another question? Sure. Okay. That'll be can 50 you cents. help? <laughs> uh, can you help a person who has chronic inflammatory arthritis? Yeah, I mean, many times, uh, again, because what a person is uh, attending physical therapy for is probably pain and decreased movement. And uh, whatever the malady is, uh, the person goes to see their physician, they get their blood tests and their lab work, and they come upon what they think would be uh, that particular diagnosis. Then they send you along to physical therapy with most of the diagnosis, and the attending physician is saying to us as physical therapists, uh, this person is having pain, they're not moving well, and we've done a bunch of tests and measures. Here's what we think is the main culprit, and now how can you guys uh, get them moving again? So we see a lot of arthritic conditions that are flare-ups, and uh, we try to flare it down with whatever means possible. And then by everybody's going to be like an individual in these cases. So the real main question is what's going on? What's, what's slowing you up? What's bothering you? When did it start? And then how can we help? And the physical therapist creates a plan and they send it back to the attending physician and say, Hey, here's what we're going to do. Um, and, uh, it's, uh, something that, uh, just the back and forth of the, what's going on with the person who has the problem. And then what can we do to help you? Do you have much success in that? Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be how much percentage of success uh, for any type of injury. You know, let's say somebody had an injury that we can all visualize. You hurt your knee skiing and you had major surgery. Thank you, Colin. You're welcome. And so um, hopefully we can get the knee working again so just like it was before the injury but Mm -hmm. uh, i always tell people with any injury that you receive so us three we've had some injuries Mm -hmm. and would we say to ourselves with that injury i'm a hundred percent well it's trying to get as close to a hundred percent as we can like bed with your ankles right um and uh lynn with your injury or uh, whatever injuries i've sustained are we really a hundred percent or as they say in comedy, that's going to leave a mark. Um, <laughs> you know, whatever we do to ourselves, and uh, we usually feel it down the road. But it's about function, really. Uh, the physical therapy job is actually trying to get somebody back to function 
and really minimize that pain. Now, does that have something to do with what we were talking about earlier where seniors are afraid of falling? Why is it that when you get older, your balance doesn't seem the same as it did when you were younger? Is it because you're stiffening up? Some of that, you know, uh, I'll say this and I'll answer the question is that, so Medicare pays out the majority of its expenditures on fall-related injuries. Uh So not all, but the number one reason that Medicare spends money on us as we get older is because of fall-related episodes. Okay. So they really want physical therapists to work on fall prevention. And then, so your question, Bab, you know, why do we fall in the first place? Uh-huh. And it's interesting that you bring the question up because us three uh, in the age group that we're in, my balance isn't as good as, as it was when I was in my 20s, 30s, 40s. Especially you can tell going downstairs yeah. or something. And so why is that? And it's because of our eyes. Our, our vision isn't as good. Some of us wear bi, if not trifocals. Uh-huh. So your vision has to be pretty sharp. Otherwise, you don't see stuff. You probably have bounced into a wall in the last couple of years where you go, where did that wall come from? Step on your own or foot. You, or you, you'll trip on the stairs. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You hear your cell phone and you go to go for it and all of a sudden you trip on one of the stairs. So your eyes, your ears, our balance comes from our inner ear. So if we have some inner ear problems, uh, and they can be mild, they're minor. So our inner ear plays a large role in balance. Does our that vestibular make a difference system. on whether or not you're you're deaf? Um, it, it wouldn't help because uh, then hearing is a part of uh, also our balance. Mm-hmm. But right now, us three sitting here, we're not even thinking about it. But until I say it out loud, and then you'll go, oh yeah. But our feet are on the ground. Okay. And, and now when I say that, you know, we can feel our feet, and it's just subconscious but if you start to get like neuropathies in your feet yeah you know all of a sudden the nerves in your feet aren't as as sensitive as they used to be Ah. so Mm. the nerve endings in our feet our inner ear our vision so if you think about that all three of those things are starting to be a little bit less than when we were 20 and then what you mentioned yeah muscular tightness and stiffness so that's the bad news. What's the good news? You know, balance can be improved upon. It's one of the things that if you work on your balance at uh-huh. home with yeah. some basic balance exercises, I need that. You can basically improve your balance and probably, hopefully, prevent falls. And so, fall prevention is a biggie. Really, six to eight simple exercises you can do, and that's a personal go to see their attending physician. They've had a couple of fall episodes at home. The doctor says, go to physical therapy, you know, any physical therapist that you like. And um, you go and you tell us your story. And then we start working with you on fall prevention. It won't take a long time, but you, you come in for maybe six to eight visits. And we're just teaching you, here's the exercises that will strengthen up your ca- your leg muscles, your calf, your, your large muscles. Here's some balance tips. Here's some things you could do at home that you can help with your environment to decrease falls. So fall prevention is a biggie. That's and a it, scary it's, thing. It's a big thing that uh, any physical therapist now across the country has to work on. Is our caller still on the line? No. All right. So she our, said our, thank our, you. our lines are open, 413-445-5943. I know that you once told me that this curvature at the bottom of your spine should curve in and you always tell me to do that several times a day to make sure you have that 
a little lordosis it's called in your very low lordosis a little <clears throat> lordosis and a little we we have most of us have a normal curvature in your low back a, mm -hmm. a little bit of an angulation um Is and that so what they that they call a sway back yeah, you could call it a sway back if it was going to be a problem. Some people have too much of a lordosis, so they yeah, might be looking yeah, like that. Yeah. And then people have maybe more of a flat back. And it's how our spine was configured. Um, and we probably, from we should have been on all fours. Maybe At one time, we probably were on all fours, and huh. that was going to be a better angle for our backs. And then when we, according to... Um, people who study this type of thing you know as human beings stood up to look across the prairie uh -huh. uh, for safety purposes they kept I'm standing up more and more uh, and that gave us a little bit of an extra curvature there in our spine which may have led to all the problems oh. in the beginning you know maybe if we were on all fours quadruped but we're bipeds we're walking around and uh, good for my profession, really. We're bipeds. We're bipeds. We're we bipeds. Our arms would have to stretch. <laughs> they would. They'd have because they're not as long as your legs. No, they're not. So there's no way you can be a quadruped because <laughs> you, you, you're you're going to be true. lopsided. Yeah. yeah. So so everyone's using tile now on their kitchen floors. Everyone uses, many people I'll say, you do your remodel, you're doing a tile floor, or you're doing a cement floor, you're doing a concrete floor, and you're in your kitchen and you're cooking. Why? And your back at the end of the day is killing you. So, what do you do short of replacing your mm. tile floor? Gel. Those gel cushions. Gel cushions. Yep. Is that what you would suggest, gel cushions? You that mean... There's two things that she's Bev is saying. So gel cushions for your shoes, mm -hmm. or some people will put down gel cushions where they're going to stand predominantly. So if you're going to stand over the kitchen sink and there was some type of gel cushion you you stood on. So in the manufacturing plants, when people are just standing there, let's say doing an auto part, mm -hmm. and they have to stand mm -hmm. for eight hours, mm -hmm. almost in that position, there's a uh, different type of what they call fatigue mats that you can put down and uh, they make those for the home as well um, so a fatigue mat if you knew you're going to be standing and you're right like at my office in Dalton that is a wood floor with a rug on top and that is very comfortable to work on because there's a lot of give mm -hmm. a lot of dampening and then if I work on a floor that's just cement so this floor is cement with a rug on it and you know the rug makes it a little bit more comfortable but if you had to work on this, if you had to stand all day on this type of floor, cement, versus you had to work on a, in an office that had a wood floor, the office with the wood floors are, are way more comfortable. You'll notice it the most, I think, I do anyways, if I go to a big mall, like if I go over to Albany oh, Crossgate yes, Mall, yes. and you walk around, it's painful enough because you're spending money, yep. but <laughs> all of a sudden you feel like my back is achy. And mm -hmm. if you look, it's... Uh, I almost call it marble, but it's like marble floors. Mm -hmm. um, no give. No give. No give. And so you're walking around shopping, you're carrying your bags, you know, you're watching your wife shop, torture enough. <laughs> all of a sudden you get low back pain. You go, honey, we got to get we out We got to go. Here. That's why you you're know. carrying the bags. That's yeah. Right. I mean, so if many... I get these pads from my kitchen, will my cooking get better? No. Oh, no. <laughs> I just thought maybe there'd be some kind of an improvement. You might want to stand longer there, more you know, and it'd be a little bit helpful for you. Uh, it would be cleaner. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, and I would think that you'd need to get a good one. Uh, you wouldn't want a cheapy one. You'd want a good one that's nice and thick and cushy. You'd have to do a little research on the era that we live in. You know, you can Google these things. I've never seen a person at home in their house use a fatigue mat. But in companies, because their industries are cement floors, mm-hmm. you'll if you ever go into um, a manufacturing plant and then you walk around, if they're giving you a tour, you'll see that the people who work in those spots have their fatigue mats out. Mm-hmm. And again, we got that's what a physical therapist, that's why big companies, they have a physical therapist on hand and then you're helping the people with where do we put the fatigue mats? Mm-hmm. How do we mm-hmm. position your work so that you're not straining anything? That's what an ergonomic physical therapist does. So a friend of mine told me, wear sneakers. Wear sneakers when you're cooking, and that will help that. We're not going off, are we? We are going off. We are. We're recording. Recording quality by ultrasound. Our health coach is gymnastic. Staging from mobility. Our lighting is Elevate, and our financing is Benny Fischel. And we are stuff, and we want to thank... Tom Cooney mm-hmm. for his, he's got this puzzled look on his face. I know, he, thinking, he doesn't know what, what we're doing. What the we're heck going did she air, just sorry. do? That's all right. It was good to be we here. Thanks for thank having you. me. Thanks for the questions. Thank Thanks for the for callers. callers. Yeah, it was fun. And you'll yeah. have to come back sometime. I'll I would love back. to have you back. I'll be back tomorrow. I'm probably not going to leave. I'm going to sleep out. You're going to stay here. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Okay, WTBR 89.7. See ya. All righty.